Are you investing your time and money in the plans of the world or the plans of God? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. The plan of the world says, be happy now. God says, if you want to be happy, you have to embrace delayed gratification. The world says, get. God says, give. The world says, live for yourself. God says, live for what is eternal. God's plan is very different than the world's plan. And welcome to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You know, many of us struggle with handling finances, of course, how to save, how to give, how to live within our means. But Mark, today you're going to give us some powerful biblical principles that can help transform the way we see and deal with money. You know, Wayne, a lot of people think that the Bible is silent about money, but in fact, it's actually quite loud. There's a lot said, yeah. There is a lot. In fact... There are more than 2,300 verses on finances, money, resources, wealth, possessions. You know, more than verses on baptism, love, and faith, actually. think about that. Uh, Because, not that it's more important, but these are tied into our spirituality. And Jesus spoke about money roughly 15% of his preaching, about 11 out of the 39 parables are about money, possessions, and how they affect our spirituality. So this is an important topic. Yeah, the Bible is always relevant, isn't it? Well, this message has a unique title, The Pie is Bigger Than What You Think. So let's see what Mark (laughs) means by that title as we listen now to Bold Steps. You know, many of us, well, we weren't always educated well on the area of money. Some of you actually come from a cycle of poverty. Your grandparents struggled with money and lived in poverty. Your parents struggled with money and lived in poverty. And now you are struggling with money and living with indebtedness and poverty. Some of you have had great training. And so your parents taught you how to manage money and you are perpetuating a cycle of good financial money management. But I want us to make sure that across the board, there are some powerful principles that we can learn from the Word of God. I saw a car with a bumper sticker that said, money talks. My money always is saying goodbye. And some of you may feel that way, that your money's always saying bye-bye. I heard of another guy that left a message on his machine, and maybe you can relate to this, his answering machine. His answering machine said, sorry, Chris Chris and Sue aren't here right now. Please leave your name and number after the tone. If you are calling regarding outstanding debt, please leave your message before the tone. (laughs) And some of you may feel like that. Maybe you've been at a place where you feel like, I don't want to answer the phone because it's a creditor calling to collect money that I don't have. And you hate being that way. You hate having to struggle with money. And you feel like your problem is, I just don't make enough money. We saw last week that our problem isn't about the amount of money that we make as much as it is about the wisdom that we have to manage the money that we make. I believe that there's two types of mentality when it comes to money. Mentality number one is a scarcity mentality. Mentality number two is an abundance mentality. You see, mentality number one 
You view the world this way, as though all that was in the world is like one pie. And if someone else gets a bigger piece of the pie, it means there's less of the pie left for you. We have a scarcity mentality. So some of you here, if someone prospers and makes more money, you don't know why, but you resent them. You resent the fact that they make more money. You resent the fact that they drive a nice car. You resent the fact that they live in a bigger house. Why? Because a scarcity mentality is always competing, comparing, envious, because you feel the more they have, the less you have. That's a scarcity mentality. We see it in children all the time. How about it? How many of you grew up with siblings and you fought about food and cake and candy? And if your mother had a piece of pie, she said, okay, divide that into three pieces. And you were always comparing, hey, his piece is bigger than mine. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How come his piece is, but that's not fair, mom. He got a bigger piece than I got. And you have this mentality that if someone else gets a bigger piece, there's less for you left. It's a scarcity mentality. Always living, clinging on to what you have, thinking there's not going to be enough to meet my needs. And then there's abundance mentality. Abundance mentality is an approach to the world and a belief that there is enough for everybody. That God is ultimately the source and has designed a world where there is more than enough to go around. An abundance mentality believes this. I'm not sad when someone else prospers. In fact, I celebrate when someone else prospers because there's more than enough to go around. I don't compete and compare. I'm not jealous and envious of others because I believe there's more than enough to go around. I don't always have to cling to whatever I have and not release it because wherever I came from, there is more than enough to go around because ultimately God is the source of all that comes my way. That's an abundance mentality. Yeah. It's a hard mentality to embrace. And some of you say, well, pastor, what about places like where Zach was? Uganda, where people live in poverty. I've been to places in Africa. I've seen poverty that's extreme. But can I tell you something even about that poverty? Most of the countries in Africa have enough natural resources to feed every single woman, child, and elderly people in that country. The problem with a lot of countries in Africa and some of our developing countries is the abuse of power, not the lack of resources, but the abuse of power by those that control the resources. There is more than enough to go around but sometimes there's greed and egotism that doesn't allow there to be others that are able to benefit from it. Do you understand that? We live in a fallen world. Not in a world where there's scarcity, but we live in a fallen world. So I want you to understand, and last week I defined abundance as not having everything that you want when you want it. That's called spoiled, not abundant. Abundance is having all that you need to meet the needs of your household, left over so that you can give, so that you can save, and so that you can enjoy 
your resources without the stress of indebtedness. That's abundance. So today it doesn't really matter what your salary is, you can still live abundantly. You don't have to make a certain figure to live in abundance. Abundance is a mentality. Abundance is a way of you managing your money. And I believe the Bible talks to us about this whole idea of abundance. And so if we look at the book of Proverbs, written by King Solomon, the smartest, wisest person on the face of this earth, Proverbs chapter 3, I want to read to you a couple verses, and I want you to keep this in mind because this is about life, about wisdom, about health, and about finances. So in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, Solomon refers to his readers as my son. He says, my son, do not forget my teaching." It's the voice of wisdom speaking to someone that's learning. But keep my commands in your heart. You see, wisdom is not just something that you learn from a book. I've run into people that have very little education but are extremely wise. And I've run into some people that have many degrees and are extremely foolish. It's not a matter of formal education. It's a matter of the knowledge that you grasp, that you apply to your day-to-day -day living. So Solomon says, hey, don't forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Verse 2, for they, the commands, this teaching that I'm about to give you, these commands found in the book of Proverbs, they do two things. For they will prolong your life many years, and bring you prosperity. That's quite a claim, isn't it? The wisdom that you apply, it affects the quality of your life, and it affects the prosperity of your po pocketbook as well. These are two areas that are directly affected by the wisdom that Solomon gives. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. I love that counsel. Let love and faithfulness never lead you. Married couples, let love and faithfulness never lead you. If you're married, commit to faithfulness. If you're married, commit to a strong love that never leaves you. Listen to what it says. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and the sight of men. This is powerful stuff. Now he goes into some counsel that comes from wisdom about life, about health, and about money. And I'm going to derive three main principles that I believe are taught in the next few verses. And if you're taking notes, I want you to jot them down because they are really important for you to grasp. This has to do with the pie is bigger than what you think. I want you to leave this place knowing that God's pie is bigger than what you think. I want you to break out of a scarcity mentality. I want you to start functioning in an abundance mentality. So number one, the plan you choose now will determine the future you live later. Jot that down, verses 5 through 8. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. This is all about a plan. I believe we live our lives choosing our plan. You may not have deliberately chosen the plan for your life today, but whatever choices you made yesterday are the realities that you are living today. Oh, let me say that again. Whatever plan you chose yesterday has affected your destiny today. Some of you are very happy about the choices that you made. Some of you are mopping up after the messes and bad choices that you made yesterday. The choices that you make today in the present will determine the future that you live tomorrow and a few years from now. That's why this passage says to make the right choices, you have to choose the right plan. Wisdom says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding because you have choices to make. You can either trust God's plan or you can trust your plan. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and that's just the start of today's message titled The Pie is Bigger Than What You Think. More coming up in just a moment. But Mark, this is Monday, and that means that we sent out your weekly devotional today known as the Bold Stepper Weekly. You share a little bit about this message, handling our finances God's way, but you also give a great reminder of another ministry of the Moody Bible Institute. Yeah, this ministry is huge, and I have the privilege of leading a ministry that literally impacts millions of readers every year. It and that's has Moody. for a long time, right? It really has, and it's Moody Publishers. So if you're a parent, pastor, ministry leader, man, woman, child, Moody Publishers typically has a book related to that category. Such an incredible ministry. By the way, several releases that I think our listeners would be very interested in. For example, Lies Boys Believe in the Epic Quest for Truth. Hmm. Uh, this is huge because so many uh, manhood, what it means to be a boy, sure. a man, a child is being questioned. Or another one, uh, Steady Strength, Reversing Ministry's Dangerous Drift Towards Depletion. So many people tired, burnt out these days. That would be a great book. Or Parenting Differently, Raising Kids with Biblical Character That Changes Culture. And of course, Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages for Men. So if you're interested in any of these new titles or any of our other books, go to moodypublishers.org. How we thank God for Moody Publishers. And if you would like to receive the Bold Stepper Weekly today, visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. And for the archive version, look for that at our website. And to get started with our Bold Stepper Weekly, which you can read at our website, but why not get it in your email box automatically every Monday morning? You can sign up at boldstepsradio.org. And check out those resources Mark mentioned, those wonderful new books being released from Moody, moodypublishers.org. Yeah, and then there's one other resource I want to highlight for you. Okay. And anyone who would like to hear Bold Steps teaching in Spanish, and that's Pasos Audaces. That's Bold Steps in Spanish. It's a one-minute uh, Spanish encouragement that you can access by going to boldstepsradio.org. All right. Thank you for that, Mark. Let's continue your message now here on Bold Steps.
How many of you know some of you are here today and you've been trusting your own plan for all the years of your life and you look at your life and your life is a mess? It's time really to say, my plan is not working. I need to choose God's plan. Hello? Some people persist on their plan and I say, well, is it working for you? Well, my life is a mess. No, it's not working. Well, then choose God's plan. I want you to know this about God's plan. God's plan will always be contrary to your plan. God's plan is not an easy plan. God's plan will be a counter-cultural plan. The plan of the world says, be happy now. God says, if you want to be happy, you have to embrace delayed gratification. The world says, get. God says, give. The world says, get revengeance. God says, give forgiveness. The world says, hate. God says, love. The world says, Live for yourself, God says, live for what is eternal. God's plan is very different than the world's plan. And that's why Proverbs says, trust in the Lord. Really, it comes down to a matter of choice. Are you going to trust what you think, what you believe, or are you going to trust what God says? There's something compellingly powerful about a believer that lives the word. The reason I teach you the word of God every Sunday is not just because it's to give you great advice. I teach you the word because the word gives you the plan that God wants you to live by. Now, every Sunday you have a choice. You can walk out on Sunday morning and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow my plan. Or you can say, I'm going to follow God's word and God's plan. Everybody has a choice. God isn't forcing you to follow his plan. But God is giving you his plan. And so it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will what? And he will direct your path. What God is saying is that if you choose not to trust in your plan, but you choose to trust in God's plan, you don't lean on your own understanding. You acknowledge God in all that you do. In other words, you say, God, what do you want? How do you want me to date? How do you want me to manage my finances? How do you want me to marry? How do you want me to approach my job? How do you want me to think, God? How do you want me to live? That you acknowledge God in all of your ways, then you'll find yourself in the middle of the plan of God for your life. And then he says... I love this part. He says, and he will direct your path. And then he goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So there's three things that he gives us to make sure that we follow in God's path, path and his plan. And they're very simple. Don't be proud. Fear the Lord. Avoid evil. Don't be proud. Fear the Lord and avoid evil. Don't be proud means that you have to acknowledge that God's way is higher than your way. And even if you don't understand it, choose God's way. There's a wrestle that we have in our life. And some of us think that we're smarter than God. We know what God says, but we think, well, I know God says that, but for my life, this is better. That ultimately is pride. Humility says, I don't know as much as God knows. So even though I think that this is the best way, I'm going to follow God's way because I know that God knows better than I know. That's humility. 
Humility says, I will humble myself before God. Humility says, I don't know what to do, but I will seek God, his wisdom from on high to know what to do. Humility looks to the word. Humility prays. Humility raises its eyes to the heaven and says, Lord, I don't know. Give me wisdom from on high. I love what James tells us. James says, when you face a trial of whatever kind it may be, you need to ask God for wisdom, and God will give you the wisdom to make it through your trial if you ask God for wisdom from on high. I think God is just looking down and saying, when are you going to ask me? I have directions. I can show you. So don't be proud. It says, fear the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? To fear the Lord, some people are confused by the concept of fearing God. Fearing God is not a negative thing like you fear evil. Fearing God is having this incredible respect for God, so much so that you fear hurting Him or missing His mark. Fearing God is having this reverent respect for God and His ways. When I fear God, it means I listen to His ways. I fear that I may, may be disobedient. I respect what He has to say. I carry His opinion in high regard in my life. So I'm not proud, I fear the Lord, and I avoid evil. And when I do these things, I find myself in the middle of God's plan. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. When you fear God, you will want to know what God says. And there's more to unpack tomorrow when we continue this lesson on wisdom. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job and the start of a message titled, The Pie is Bigger Than What You Think. We've made it easy to catch up on these daily messages, no matter what your schedule looks like, by listening online at boldstepsradio.org. And when you go to that website, you'll also discover several faith-building tools and resources, like our current Bold Step gift. Mark, let's talk about it with a guest. Well, Wayne, we have an old friend here in the studio with us, Joe. I know you've worked with him for uh, quite a few years. A good friend back at Moody helping me out. So grateful (laughs) for Joe. And, um, you know, Joe, as we start this new year, there's a lot of our listeners, I think, that are making New Year's resolutions. They want to make some changes. They want to tackle this new year in a different sort of way and make it a better year. Any suggestions that you would have for them? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think we're a little cynical, aren't we, about New Year's resolutions because there's so many <laughs> Yes, years. I am. Like we've made them and, you know, two <laughs> weeks in and they're gone. But one thing that's not gone, Mark, is that God's steady presence in our lives. We have no clue what will happen to us this year. Yeah. We have no clue what's going to happen in this crazy world this year. Yeah. But we do know who will be with us this year. And the wonder of the presence of Jesus Christ, mm. who is with us, who guides us, who directs us, who speaks to us. Mm. And so I think as we moved into the new year, and I think let's all make New Year's resolutions, but the one resolution we need to keep is to keep Jesus at the center of our year. I love that, Joe. Keep Jesus at the center of our year. So if anything you do this year, anything you do, determine at the beginning of this year, I'm going to make Jesus the center. Well, again, the book is called Strength for the Journey, and through six devotionals each week and a psalm for the seventh day, Joe nourishes our spirit by encouraging us to consistently turn to God through our trials. Because life can be tough and messy and confusing. 
So get your new year started with strength by requesting this Bold Step gift when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Just call us at 844-615-7363 to donate today. Again, that's 844-615-7363 or give online and request the book Strength for the Journey when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or you can send your donation and request for this gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And by the way, if this is your first time to ever give a donation to Bold Steps, we have an extra resource we want to send you. It's a free download of Dr. Mark Job's brand new 30-day devotional. We really want to help you start 2024 in the presence of Jesus, and Mark's e-devotional will help solidify that growth. So, for a gift of any size from our first-time donors, you'll receive Dr. Stoll's daily devotional and Mark Job's brand new e-devotional. That's two powerful faith tools to get your year started right when you make your first donation to Bold Steps. Just go online today to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. And before we wrap up today's program, let me remind you that you can always find these messages and listen anytime and anywhere you go by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast on your phone or mobile device. Just open up your podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Don't forget to click the subscribe button and leave a five-star review or a comment to help other listeners learn more about the program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll see you tomorrow for part two of our message titled, The Pie is Bigger Than What You Think. We're learning how to honor God with our finances Tuesday here on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.